Hey everyone, this is the Rami C. Positive Shift Podcast. Uh, this is the podcast where we basically talk to online influencers of some sort um, who are doing something really positive in the world, something positive to so, so creating some sort of positive change in the world, making a positive difference in the world, whether that's through fitness, wellness, health, um, so any sort of like knowledge to help people progress in their lives in some sort of positive way, um, and, and to be able to give these online influencers some sort of uh, a platform to elevate themselves and to elevate their message to the rest of the world as well. Um, today we're joined with uh, Dr. Sarah Chong, whose handle on Instagram, I believe, is Dr. D-R-S-A-R-A-C-H-O-N-G. Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> cool. Uh, um, and uh, actually, I'll just let uh, let you go for it. Do you want to just uh, let everybody kind of just know who you are or where you're coming from? what you do. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Rami, for having me on the, the podcast. Um, yeah, so I've been kind of on this journey, actually, almost 15 years now, but I've been um, a practicing licensed chiropractor, and I specialize in functional medicine. And that's what kind of led me into this sort of realm is that 15 years ago, I was lucky enough to meet um, a chiropractor who was also a functional medicine, you know, mentor, really. And he kind of opened me up into this whole new world of understanding what it meant to truly heal, but not just healing. It was more of like he showed me what it was like to be healthy, okay? And like most of us in our early 20s and stuff, you know, we're focused more on kind of that whole new realm of leaving kind of our parents' nest, you know, being this adult, um, having more of the freedom. But a lot of times we don't really have the guidance of knowing what to do when it comes to like taking care of ourselves, like genuinely taking care of ourselves, right? right. And thankfully, when I was working with him, I saw the kinds of uh, interactions and patients he was working with. They weren't just typical chiropractic patients, like, you know, what we kind of assume is like neck pain, back pain, that kind of stuff. I mean, he was helping them truly like uh, revamping their lifestyle, getting them to know what it was like to be gluten free. And I didn't even know what gluten free was back then, you know? So all the things that were, yeah, this was like 15, 15 years ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I was, I was like brand new to this realm, you know, like I didn't know anything about anatomy, anything about the body. Okay. So, um, yeah, he basically just taught me what it was like to not only physically reconnect to myself, but to know like, Hey, you know, that your whole being like your life, who you are, you have the choice to be whatever you want to be. And at that young mind, you're just kind of like, what, what is, what is this? You know, like, okay, cool. Thanks for the, you know, the little pep talk, but um, taking that and then kind of just evolving it into as you grow with that, it, it became more and more um, like relevant to me. And once I started implementing on my own without him knowing, I, you know, I would kind of listen in on like um, how he would recommend, hey, to his patients at the end of the visit, maybe you should do, you know, this, this and this to help you with today's, um, I don't know, like with circulation problems that you were having. So then... And sorry, mm-hmm. just for context. Were you sitting in with him? Like he was, he was serving as your mentor. Were you sitting in with him as he was dealing with patients as well? Yes. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. So um, I was able to help take patient notes, um, kind of help out if he ever needed, you know, just like simple things like to help him bring some equipment in just to help him uh, work with his patients. But because of that, I was also kind of like the fly on the wall, you know, and just trying to 
learn, I, you know, just help them out. That's all my, my job was like, I just wanted to help him make his job easier. Right. But the benefit was that I was gaining so much knowledge without even realizing it, you know? And yeah, so with that, like it, um, it propelled me into, okay, I'm going to kind of try these things on myself, you know, because sometimes patients would come in and they would complain about things to him that I thought was very kind of common and normal. Like my big thing I'll tell you, Rami, is that I always had digestive problems. And this is kind of what turned me into like working on gut health so much now is because I didn't know that not going to the bathroom every day was a problem. I didn't, I really, like I went every three days. I thought that was my normal schedule as long as I could remember, right? I, when I had to go to the bathroom, I always had stomach pains and I thought, oh, that means I have to go poop. Right. I really like there was like this happens and that means I have to do you know like oh I think you cut out it was, and <laughs> Sorry. I think you're uh, cutting oh. just uh one can second. you hear me I can hear you but it looks like your video oh there we go you're back sorry about that oh okay the video cut out for a okay second. so yeah so kind of going Sorry about that. Yeah. So going back to like, um, just learning, just overhearing like his patient's complaints, I started realizing I have those too, but I didn't know it was a complaint. I just thought it was normal. Right. <laughs> like with, with allergies, even like, Oh, I sneeze and my nose is always running and my eyes are always itchy. I was like, I have that too. But I mean, who doesn't? It's like allergy season. There right. was always like a, a, a reason or an excuse for it. Sure. And so I never sought out help. But because I would overhear their complaints, I realized, okay, well, maybe, maybe it is something unusual that I have these certain things happen to me. And so it made me like curious enough to, you actually were sitting in on the, with these patients and realizing like, wait, I have some of these issues as well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or else I would have never have known. Oh, wow. And at the time too, I was about like 20 pounds heavier. Like I'm at five, two frame. I'm very short and very small, but I was 20 pounds heavier. I had, you know, uh, because at the time, like I had just moved away from family. I'm like starting a new job, new life. And yeah, you have these choices of like, I get to eat whatever I want. I get to sleep whenever, I want. you know, like those kinds of things. And it, it was a downfall for me, you know, and um, just, yeah being in his office and learning the things that he was teaching his patients, it completely changed my perspective. And so little bit, I started trying here and there. And at the time my, I was with an ex-boyfriend and he was really into fitness, fitness, training, all of that. Like he was super health conscious and I was the total opposite. I was like a potato sack. Like I'm not, I don't like working out. I don't even know why you have to eat that kind of stuff, you know, like that kind of thing. And, um, it just got to a point where I realized I'm so overweight that I, I'm uncomfortable. Like I'm unhappy with who I really truly am yeah. and I don't want to go out. Like I don't want to, I don't want to do anything right. and him, you know, being supportive, he's just like, well, okay, if you don't like the way that you are, why don't you just change it? Right. And funny thing is, like, I see that as, oh, wow, duh, you know, but at the time I was so offended because oh, <laughs> I was like, you're supposed to be fine. You're, you're supposed to support me. You're supposed to basically, you know, like hold my hand when I'm whining and complaining. Right. Yeah. You don't want to yeah. hear any of that stuff. You're like, just support me. God damn it. Yeah. 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 
like literally just pat me on the back, give me a hug that I'm <laughs> wallowing in my own like pity. But, but I realized like, no, he wasn't like that. He was like, well, what do you mean? Like, if you don't like the way you look or if you feel fat or whatever, like we could totally change that. And right. I'm like, oh, okay, good for you. Yeah, it's so easy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Already in shape and like living this healthy lifestyle. Exactly. And for me, it was like starting at ground zero. I'm like, I don't know what it's like to exercise. I don't know what it's like to have to diet. And, you know, like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to deprive myself. That's all I kept thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I said, my uncomfortable sensation. I couldn't take it anymore. Right. I myself in the mirror. I'm like, I don't recognize this person. I don't even, I don't know who I am. How did I get here? Right. And because he started seeing like kind of creep into this whole like depression, he reached out to his nutritionist, uh, like personal trainer friend, like really close family friend. And he's like, you know, can you just help her out? Like, can you just suggest maybe a couple of things that she can do? Just, just give her something easy to do. And he was grateful enough to help me figure out the the nutrition portion of it and he was explaining how important it was that it's not a diet you're you're going to eat whatever you want to eat but it just is contained to this particular list and when he gave me that list of foods to eat foods not to eat all I could think of like oh I can't eat this I can't eat that I can't you know it's like that whole negative cycle right Mm -hmm. and what helped me is that with my uh, was there like a certain sort of diet that he was recommending? Was it At the any- time, there was like no label. It was literally like he just printed out two lists for me. Oh, wow. And it said foods to include, foods to avoid. And he was trying to, I know at the time, not looking back, he was making it very simplified, you know, because he was just, I wasn't a client of his. I wasn't working with him. I was just like a family friend. He was trying to help out. So he says, this is the easiest way to start, Sarah. If there's like, like, yeah, like at the basic level, just know what to eat and what not to eat. Right. I was like, okay. But I started seeing things that are like very, very comfort food to me, like rice, right? Rice was like, yeah. when I saw it on there, I, that, I, I, I just threw in the towel. I was like, really? <laughs> like, really? I'm like, no, no. I mean, I couldn't give up literally anything else you want on this stupid list, but why rice? Like if I don't eat rice in every meal, I mean, that's not a meal. Like being (laughs) Korean and having my Korean traditions, having my mom cook Korean food as he grew up, like rice is, even the word rice is meal, is food. You know, so if we don't have food, what do we eat? You know? (laughs) So here's this whole psychological, emotional, like component to it. I was like, man, can't I just do everything else but rice? And he's like, you know, you can do whatever you want, Sarah. You've gotten yourself this far. Let's see how much farther you can go. And that was like, again, another aha moment slap in the face. Like, all right, okay, I get it. Like if I'm going to try something, at least try with all my might. Right. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. That's great. Cause it's like, at least you can say, okay, well I tried this. It didn't work. Let's go back to whatever the hell I was doing before. Maybe you'll learn. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then lo and behold, of course, you know, uh, my, uh, my ex, he was obviously, you know, he, he's the health, health nut. So he's cooking at home and he's like, all right, we're going to do this. He's all gung ho. And I'm like dragging my feet like, <laughs> okay, all right. I guess we'll just have to cook off of this list of things. 
Um, but yeah, we started very easily. And like the idea I told him, you know, this whole rice thing, it's because like the concept of having like one bowl in front of me and eating smaller things on the side, yeah. it's just the way I'm so used to eating. So he was like, okay, well, I'm going to replace that rice with really good salad. And then you can still have all your little, you know, side dishes as you want. Yeah. I was like, okay, you know, like just kind of figuring out how to like substitute it to make it an easier transition. Right. So it doesn't feel too foreign from what you're doing. Like you're not eating something that's completely different from the rest of what you know. Exactly. Right. And so honestly, that, that helped me a lot to just commit to it. And, and the idea and like the promise that we made was we're not going to eat out. We're just going to eat at home. We're going to eat what we cook. Yeah. So that I think helped me put my mind to, to really committing because we can easily just be like, Oh yeah, but I don't feel like cooking tonight or I don't, I don't know what to make. I'm just going to go out. We can, we can just grab something. I think the first two weeks are the most crucial part. And when you change a major habit or, or like something that you're so ingrained in doing, yeah. right. And if you just give yourself like two weeks, it makes a huge difference. And luckily for me, it did. It did. Like, I wasn't expecting the changes that I did have happen to me happen, right? Like, I didn't know that eating this certain way. And all it was, it was just eating whole foods. So yeah. pretty much when you look back now, it's like paleo, like whatever. Like, it's like a mixture of paleo, anti-inflammatory, keto, because it's all the things that you just want to eat whole foods, unprocessed, real quality ingredients right, right right that's what it was yeah and just feeding your body real food it's like who would have thought that that would be the key to like feeling right. better I, I feel like it's so funny when i remember back this is just reminding me of like being younger and not really having an idea of how to eat and i mean i still struggle in a lot of ways with certain things but but just knowing hear, hearing somebody say just eat like whole foods as yeah and and like you can still make meals out of those those exactly. ingredients, but it doesn't have to be all this processed stuff. Yeah, you, it kind of like sets a light bulb off in your head, right? Point, anyway, at some point, could, because like we're I think in our generation too, we're so um, advanced in terms of the exposure that we have, the knowledge that we have, the access to information that we have and like convenience is just literally at, at our fingertips right yeah, yeah, so totally. if you think about for me as I always think about food is like even food the way we cook it eat it you know digest it, all those things we, we, we want to do things out of convenience right? right that's why we've evolved into who we are today yeah. but but if you think about what we lose in yeah. terms of the factor of raising convenience is like we lose quality yeah 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 and yeah it's so hard to for some reason, it's such a hard concept that you would think real whole foods would make up a meal, right? right? right. That isn't packaged or already pre-made, but that's how it was. Like, that's what our great-grandparents did. That's what our, you know, like yeah. their parents did. It's like, that's what we grow. That's what life is. But I think kind of in this context, like everything I'm trying to do now, at least, is based off of, okay, I started with whole foods. And that's like my, my number one factor is that all throughout my journey in life, that's what I always talk to people about most, most people, right? Because food is like the one conversation that we can easily connect with, right? right. You know, like, especially how important food is in our life now, like 
it's a celebrity on its own, right? Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> it's part of culture. It's part yes. of with your friends. It's part yeah. of how you feel. It yeah. helps you like physically. There's so many important aspects of food. Exactly. And so for it to not be a discussion on the table is like, you know, like, I don't know, for me, it's like food is like my way of like showing my creativity, showing my love, showing, you know, like, yeah, connection. Like I, I use food in those realms now. Whereas, you know, back, you know, 15 years ago, when I didn't know about these things, food was my comfort. Food yes. was my security. But it's because I, I felt like I lacked it internally in every other aspect. Gosh. In my relationships, in myself, in the things that I was taught in life, I never felt secure. So nice. food was like the one thing that I completely knew that like, it's the one thing that connects me to my family. It's the one thing that um, it makes me feel good. It's the one thing that I feel I can relate to, you so know? When you're saying that, are you talking about like the actual culture behind it? Like the uh, the reasons why it was hard to give up some like rice, for example? Is yeah. That yeah. Even the culture, but even just like um, the context of, of fitting in really. Like oh, okay, sure. I always felt like an outsider. Yeah. And when it came to food, it was like the one way that I honestly like connected with friends in school. Uh, my family, like people I met, like food was just an easy conversation starter for me. Yeah, yeah. That is a great conversation starter. Right? right? Like, and yeah, you, you're right. <laughs> and so I understand when, even when patients come to me and they, and I, and I do the same thing and I give them um, their whole, like, let's say their welcome package. But then in there, it's the foods to include, foods to avoid. And immediately, because they're already in this negative, no, I don't want to do mindset, um, they immediately look at the foods to avoid and they say, oh, I can't have this. Oh, I can't have that. Oh, and a lot of them say the exact same things, but it's just, it's so comforting or it connects me to, you know, I don't know, my great, my, my, my mom's old recipes or whoever, like it, it has such a deep emotional component to it that they feel like they lose a part of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause, cause I think that even, um, like, like just as a, as a weird caveat to all this, I know for instance, when I get really stressed out or if I'm having like a really tough time, the most comforting food for me is potato chips. Everybody finds it really weird. Cause like potato chips, nobody even, they're just whatever, but it's they, a comfort food. yeah, they help me so much in those instances that I think when I first encountered somebody telling me like no potato, like, what? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because it gets you in such a like, it's, it's such a heavy emotional state that you're in. You're already feeling horrible and somebody's going to say no to that. Like, yeah, right. Because you, you can remember, or maybe if you recall now, it's like, you can go back to that moment. The first time you had potato chips, where were you? What were you experiencing? What did it do? Like, what did, what did your taste buds like light up when you first had that? Yeah. yeah, Right. Yeah. That was me. Like, imagine I don't know, like a one and a half, two year old baby who's just weaning off of milk and having rice for the first time, right? Like, whoa, like the sugars, the carbs, all those things. They, they, carbohydrates, yeah, generally, like what carbohydrates do, they help, help with uh, building up serotonin, 
which sure. is our feel-good neurotransmitter, right? So when someone says don't eat carbs, it's not that you don't eat carbs. It's like you have to see, first of all, how does your body process it? What kind of carbs are they? That, those kinds of contexts, it all matters. But to not have carbs, when you're... Say, you're mm -hmm. When you say how your body processes it, what exactly do you mean by that? So how your body digests it and knows how to utilize those components in like the carbohydrates. So mm -hmm. when it breaks down, we have things like sugars, right? Like monosaccharides, right? Disaccharides, polysaccharides, all those things. But mm -hmm. when it comes down to the sugar component of how your body can absorb it and utilize it, yeah. Carbohydrates help because what your body, your gut bugs especially, they break it all down. They take all the good bits, like all the nutrients, right? Yeah. And then what it helps is that it goes straight to your brain to help produce those kinds of neurotransmitters, oh, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah, so like if you don't fuel the gut bugs, all the good things that it needs, it's like putting good fuel into your car. Yeah. You're going to have a crappy, you know, engine basically, right? Things are going to start breaking down. Right. So when people go on too low of a carbohydrate diet mm -hmm. you're actually depleting like the good fuel for your gut bugs and mm -hmm. they help produce these kinds of happy hormones Interesting. so Which that's why yep you get a little depressed or sad when you're not eating them yeah really? because there's also a component where like you always hear kind of good um bacteria bad bacteria right yeah like but in in reality they're not good or bad they just produce chemicals that may not be good for us sure. or produce hormones that are good for us, right? So that's the only difference. But the ones that are produce the ones that aren't very good, yeah. they can flirt. They can they can take over your, your gut, right? And then they can have you crave the ice cream or the pizza or the donut or whatever it is mm. because they break those down and use a, those sugars or whatever those chemicals. Sure. And then they can release more negative chemicals for us, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's this kind of loophole yeah. where you feed them kind of crappy stuff. They love it because it keeps your immune system down, right? So they're like thriving. <clears throat> they're like, yeah, we like this. So they keep telling your brain, tell her, tell him to keep eating that. And that's where the cravings come from, right? Oh. Like we just got to keep feeding them because oh, wow. that's what they want to thrive off of. Wow. And so it's, it's like you said, it is an endless cycle because you're yeah. fueling it and then it goes away and then you fuel it again and then it goes away. Exactly. Wow. That's just so hard. So that's like, even for me throughout this journey of like what I've learned and why it's, it's always, yeah, we, we go through the moments of sometimes it's hard to maintain this like pristine diet or whatever you want to call it lifestyle because no matter what we have moments of stress, we have moments of trauma or whatever it is. And it kind of, lowers our our ability to just feel happy to feel motivated to to stay on track right sure. and then at those times those other negative ones like gut bugs they they creep up they really do right, right, right. and then they again like oh i think i can tell her or him to like just have a little bit of ice cream you right. know, it'll just give you just a little bit more energy right yeah. like that's how it kind of works like we have to understand more about ourselves and the reasons why we are connected to those types of foods or that kind of habit or that kind of environment because for whatever reason there's something in us that thrives off of it and you just want to make sure that what it's thriving off of is actually beneficial for you right because, because if it's all the negative stuff it's, if it's all the pizza and things that are actually harming you <laughs> then you know okay 
what's what's going on how much longer can i consistently do this and stay healthy right so yeah like that's kind of how it is right now yeah no no i get it i get it that makes, that makes <laughs> i feel like there are a lot of light bulbs going off in my head as I'm saying. I'm like that does sound like the sort of pattern that my brain goes through right um, but we we all have that you know we do so um, sorry, just going back because I, I, we kind of went off on a little bit of it. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> it's okay. I love it. I love it. Um, but you were kind of talking about uh, still how people. I think you were saying that today, even if you give people a list that says yeah. "don't do this," they'll yeah. kind of attack. It feels almost like you're attacking them in some way. I just want to. Yeah, play. because yes, yeah, sorry, yeah. So, um, <laughs> like you asked me before, is it like because it has a strong connection to like your culture and who you are? It's like yes, because we have um, such close ties of like using food as culture sure, sure. and I think growing up in the states especially is that um, we all come from completely different backgrounds completely different um, traditions cultures ethnicities all of that right yeah. and I think to us it's so important to hold on to those things because yeah. generationally we don't want to lose that right. Right? right and so food at least for me is like the number one thing to connect me to back to my culture yeah. Right. And so then you tell me there are components in my food that you're, or my culture that I can't be a part of, or I can't have. It's like, it's a huge shock to like my system. Right. Cause, cause even for me, I'm, I'm actually uh, middle Eastern, I'm Lebanese and the food is like, right. Oh. And like, so it's just like so carb heavy in so many ways. There are a lot of like, and like pita bread is really big. And so like, I remember the first time hearing that I can't eat these things, even though I wasn't yeah. in Lebanon, but my, my parents were. And so oh, yeah. that was the way to connect me to that culture. And when you say I can't have it, I'm like, what? What? <laughs> How could you right? say that? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, uh, why, why is this going off? Give me one second. Uh -oh. you're good, you're good. Technical difficulties. They yeah, have. sorry. <laughs> Uh-oh. You take your time. This is great because the stuff we can edit out. I want to keep it in to let people know how natural it all goes. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Okay. No worries. Oh my gosh. Okay, there it goes. Okay, there. Hi. Okay, I'm back. Um, but yes. Yeah, so with the idea of like how it it takes a piece of us away because um, when we're kind of going through our life, like I said, um, even in your early 20s, you want to find out who you are, right? Because this is the moment where you get to grow into like being an, an independent adult and all those things. But the thing that helps is to always know that you have this sort of comfort and this sort of security, right? Um, to help kind of cushion you as you go through these uh, changes in your life. Sure. And like, what better way than to like use food to do that, right? right. And for me, it's, it, that's how it always was, is that using food was my way of not only connecting, like I said, but it's also a way for me to feel good about myself. Right. Sadly, you right. know, like, because I, I didn't feel like I had much to feel good about, to be honest. Sure, sure, sure. And now I realize I was so thankful that I went through this process of learning how to use food in a way to really like uplift me, help me become a better person because of the better quality of food I was eating. Right, 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 right. And I know I didn't get to mention like some of the symptoms that I was having that I didn't know I was having. Mm -hmm. They were like constant allergies, like 
all the time, swollen, itchy eyes, um, clearing my throat, like <clears throat> all the time, no matter what. And I didn't know I was doing that. Other people would tell me I was doing it, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, really bad <laughs> sleeping habits. I couldn't sleep um, earlier than like midnight. Yeah. Right. And I would wake up like, who knows, like nine, 10 in the morning and still feel extremely exhausted. Um, my mood swings, like I always thought I was just kind of a, a grumpy person. <laughs> I was always like on the defense about everything, right? <laughs> that, right? Like, it's, I, I think about how I felt back then. And I was like, even if I talked to you and I met you for the first time back then, I, of course I would be nice and polite. But internally, I'd be like, taking off things like, oh, yeah, I don't really like this, you know, really, like, that's what would be going on my mind, because I was so judgmental about myself, of course, I had to judge everything else around me, right, and yeah, all these little things, so like, honestly, I started eating a certain way, and those things started fading, like, my allergies went away, my painful bowel movements stopped, Wow. right, like, I didn't even know that that was linked, right, And um, even like the idea that like like that negative talk constantly that started to fade. Like so many little pieces started to happen. I started sleeping at eight o'clock. Woke up at five, feeling amazing. Right? Like I was like, I'm I'm not a morning person, so I don't know how this is happening. But like all those little shifts happen within like two to three weeks of just eating a certain. Wow. And is this still from the diet that you had been prescribed by this yeah. friend or your ex Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like friend. Yeah. Personal. Yeah. Just wow. whole foods, wow. literally whole foods. Like that was the only thing I changed. Cause I, I said, I don't want to work out. I'm, I'm really not athletic. Like don't make me come to the gym and do all that. And he's like, no, like I said, just eat this and um, just be consistent. Make sure you're not like adding little cheat dates or anything. Just give yourself like a few weeks and just eat this way. And everything he tried to talk to me, like in a tone of like, just don't overthink it. Just try it and don't overthink it. And it's true. It's like, and what's the idea behind it too? Like if you, I'm going to just assume carrots were an okay thing to eat. Yeah. Could you eat as many carrots as you want? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Like he, he specifically said, um, eat whatever you want as much as you want because in the beginning let's first like almost like hydration right he said let's just saturate your system with such high nutrient density so it helps to kind of clear out like all the junk and toxins and all those things Uh, and then from there if like your your body will be able to regulate better when you're actually full and when you're hungry instead of just eating just because or not knowing when to stop because that part of your brain doesn't know when to stop eating right and it was true like all the things that he was saying it really did happen right right, right. you know like when i would eat i, I knew i'm too full i can't eat anymore and i would literally stop but i my plate would be huge i ate everything i, I started eating like vegetables in terms of like like, like I said, I always had like a salad and I said, oh, I don't want to eat a salad. So just give me a small little bowl of salad, <laughs> you know? And what it looked like at first was like, uh, uh, like this huge chunk of like fish or chicken or something, a little bit of salad, and then maybe some like roasted veggies just to get me to like eat more of sure. veggies, right? And then once my palate started getting used to it, I realized I actually love veggies. 
Right. You know, and especially like the roasted cooked veggies, the kind of a heartier starchy ones I do love. Mm -hmm. And so then I started filling my plate up with more of that and then maybe less of like the raw veggies or just depending on how I uh, wanted to eat. Yeah. My, my plate would look different. But that was the thing is like you almost get a clearer idea of what your body wants because you start cleaning out like your palate, your, your kind of like these receptors that are so prone to eating processed stuff. Right, right, right. It's so great. As you're talking about this, I'm just realizing like, because I feel like through my journey of just trying to figure out like what works in my diet, and I still feel like I have like a lot of work to do in, in terms of figuring that out. But it just feels like nobody was there to tell me any of this. It was just like, yeah, try this, and I would try that, and I yes. think this sucks, and I hate yeah. this. One. This one was okay, and uh, oh my god, that I know, I know exactly what you mean. Like, yeah. being alone on a journey like this is the hardest thing you anybody probably has to do, because right. of the fact that, like I said. It, you lose community, you lose a sense of yourself, you lose a connect, like sense of like connection to who you are. And that's scary, you yeah. know? Like you're, you're completely shutting out a portion of what yeah. you've known for, I don't know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah, yeah. And you're telling these people, nope, you're gonna do that and do it all over again. It's that's like, good. you know, of course, like I feel the thing that I was so lucky is that I had support that yeah. I had my mentor that I even had my ex who all the people that actually I needed in my life at that moment yeah. in order to have these things happen. Yeah, yeah. And like, that's like the one big thing that I do when I'm working with my patients and clients that I really make sure that they know, like throughout this journey, yes, you're doing all the work. Yeah. You know, I'm not doing anything in terms of, I don't physically feed you these things. Right. All I'm doing is trying to narrow down the path so it's so much more clear for you to take it. Right. I see. I see. But but now even, because it feels like just from your Instagram that you do really focus on, on gut health in general. Mm -hmm. how, how, does, how do you bridge that gap between just like telling people yeah. what to eat and then also just gut health in general? And, yeah, of course. And how do you also kind of transition to that? I think, like I said, because of like all my issues with like bowel related stuff back then yeah. I think it was kind of uh, a, a process kind of, of, of elimination right when I was starting my practice um, this whole idea of you need to know your niche you need to know who you want to work with and I, and I was like I just want to help anybody and everybody you know like yeah. that kind of you know like I just I just want to help everyone but in reality that that doesn't that doesn't mean people everyone's going to come to you right, right, right. and on this whole like this like journey of like okay what do i connect with the most mm -hmm. and when i kind of just had to figure out what is my story what is my journey that gut issue part was the loudest oh, sure. because to me i realized oh my gosh like i didn't know i had what is currently diagnosed as ibs now oh. i just thought okay i have all these like weird bowel stuff but doesn't everybody you know yeah, yeah. and because of my lack of like understanding and knowledge it just made me realize oh there's got to be more people out there that are going through these things that are having all these random symptoms but yeah. don't know that they are and it led me into first focusing on okay well what about like just uh poop related stuff like constipation diarrhea like you know gas bloating um i can at least narrow down symptoms like that Okay. And then 
like even just like what, like five, six, seven years ago, like the whole gut microbiome trend wave, it just blew up. Right, right. Like a lot of the functional medicine doctors started talking about how important the gut microbiome is to your overall health, brain health, cardiovascular health, um, uh, even like reproductive health, like all these things. And um, you start reading like all these articles that are popping up about how important your gut health is. Yeah. And it just connected with me. I was like, yeah, that's exactly my missing link. I've always had these issues. I just didn't know that they were the problem. You're and right. now there's actual evidence and scientific research backing that this is real. Oh, wow. And that's what really pushed me into, I got to talk more about gut health. Oh, wow. Okay. Because it's like the one thing that really, really connected to me because I physically and personally have suffered from it. Oh, okay. Wow. So do you, um, just because I know that you mentioned uh, that you're a chiropractor as well, does that mean that you still have a practice of some sort? Yes. Wow, still maintaining this as well. Yes, so I incorporated all. So I work with patients virtually, and um, of course, those are the more the consultations that I do when it comes to like revamping their lifestyle, getting them on uh, specific nutrition, um, even doing labs with them, right? Because that's most important to me is to know what's happening to you internally, what can I physically see, and yeah. then I'll know how to help you. Sure. And then the patients that come into my office, we do all of that, but we also get to physically interact and work with each other sure. because chiropractic helped me so much through this journey oh, in wow. terms of getting me to be comfortable with my body, mm. knowing that I was so uncomfortable, overweight, just like very insecure. Chiropractic actually helped me realize, wow, my body felt everything I was thinking about myself. Oh, wow. It manifested in aches and pains that my digestive issue had a lot to do with my stress component my yes. negative view everything it just there's so much evidence linking how stress and gut imbalances are directly linked right and so with chiropractic knowing that chiropractic helps lower inflammation helps to rebalance uh, nerve flow circulation i mean when i look back at it now those pieces all needed to be there for me in order for it to work because it connected me to like my physical actual body mm -hmm. right it started teaching me oh yeah i do have this ache and pain but i always ignored everything i'll just tell you because i i just thought oh it's not severe enough to complain about or to go to the hospital for right. so even if i had a little ache and pain in my back or like in my shoulder or if i had a headache i was like oh yeah it I just get these things. Right. And They'll go away. You, you had it for a, a majority of your life. Anyhow, yeah. At that point anyway. Right. But then when it started going away, using chiropractic, using my nutrition, using even like uh, going outside to be in the sunlight. I mean, like basic lifestyle changes, it all pieced together. Wow. And so that's why in my practice now, that's what I do is that uh, with chiropractic, chiropractic with nutrition with lifestyle all in one whole we get all the peace to that person they're not just they're not just you know having their gut issues because those gut issues are just kind of like a symptom and a sign sure. but if you backtrack you can figure out where it's really coming from oh, wow. and then you can see what you can do about it. Is it just changing their nutrition? Is it telling them to rest more? Is it 
chiropractic, massage, acupuncture, what, what can it be? Like you are able to understand what the patient needs once right. you interact with them and see what fits for them, right? And so with all those pieces, for me, chiropractic helped because I needed that physical understanding oh, and education okay. of how it linked to my internal you know, dysfunctions. Which makes sense because it's, uh, it almost sounds like if you don't have that, you're missing a whole piece of this puzzle to help, yeah. help somebody really, or to help yourself, but to help other people in your case. And then for you, it's like when you said you go, you're in jujitsu, right? So that right there, think about like even the physical aspect of you doing a certain move. Yeah. That means you have to have so much concentration ability and also even muscle memory to know this is the way that it's going to work so yeah. that when we're just sparring, we don't injure ourselves, but we know exactly how to lock somebody out. Right. Right. right? But think about it, if you didn't have that physical knowledge, like that muscle memory or like interaction that, Hey, this muscle does this, my hands and my grips, they can do this. Yeah. You wouldn't know how it, how much that would influence like, um, kind of like who you are, right. right? Like who you are as an athlete, who you are as a person, it gives you more connection and awareness right. just by knowing how your body works. Did you, have you done jujitsu? You can't. Oh, so no, my husband is, um, a jujitsu judo. Absolutely. Like, yeah, he's a black belt in both. So he's been doing it for oh, cool. Oh, cool. yes, years, years. Yeah. So just being in his little world and like, you know, like that's the only reason I know. But um, no, I, I've never done it. <laughs> I'm sure you've all his aches and pains. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. But even that, like, that's what led him in, in his path. And we oh, were both chiropractors. And, and yeah, it's it's so fascinating. Like uh, his perspective, also my perspective and how we basically work with patients. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, that totally makes sense though. Like if I don't have, it's almost like if, uh, if somebody was trying to tell me how to do a move or a technique or something and they just told it to me and I'm like, that's cool. And then I don't actually, my body doesn't know how to register any of that information. It's not going to matter. It won't, yes. it won't even help really. Exactly. Hmm. Like I remember, I will even say, like I said, I don't work out or anything, but like, um, the very first time I did a sit up. Okay. <laughs> I was told the movement. You can remember the first time. No, I will never forget that because I, I will, since then I have worked out. I love working out now, but my first time doing a sit up was a nightmare. Like I was told, okay, I want you to lay down this way, bend your knees, put your hands here. I was like, okay, sure. And okay, now pull up. Right. <laughs> I couldn't move. I was like, what? What? okay hold on what's supposed to move they're like okay now like sit up and I'm like what and I started like trying to kick out my feet to help me you know sit up I started like pushing my arms down on the ground they're like no 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 you don't use those things you you use like your belly you use your abs oh my I strained the muscles in my neck okay like I was like, this is not working for me. Like I, I and I, after, after that day, I was like, I'm not coming back here. Like wow. this is not where I was so sore, but not in my abs. I didn't know I had, it, there's no abs for me. Right. <laughs> it was all my neck. Like I felt like I had like, I woke up with a <laughs> crank in my neck. I couldn't move my neck. So after that, I was like, this is not for me. Right. right. But like, you can see how much like um, unaware I was about my body. So I didn't even know what parts I was supposed to move, utilize, like, as simple as it seems to do a pull up, I mean, uh, put, you know, a sit up, I, I couldn't do it because I was just so unaware about like just my physical body. Right. So that's why like things like that, like chiropractic, it really did help me just reconnect 
that, oh yeah, all these pieces are connected. All these pieces are linked. So that's what made me even more comfortable to try to start working out. Interesting. So then, okay, so I feel like I'm starting to get a better picture of like the whole journey in general. What then led from the perspective of you have, you're a chiropractor, you're starting to see all these, you had gone through this experience with your mentor and he's kind of asking, he's dealing with patients who who were talking about things that you didn't even think were issues at the time. Uh, you then went through a journey of uh, understanding diet and just seeing how it affects you. And that also led you to eventually understanding and seeing <clears throat> more information about gut health in general. What is then, what was the next, and maybe there's some, uh, some blanks to fill in here, but what then led you to want to have an online following of some sort? Like where did that play into this whole thing? I think because of the fact that I knew as I was on this journey of learning about how, how a patient is not limited to, to just their symptoms and their signs, right? I understood that they are a whole person and they're coming in to see me with some symptoms, okay? And not to forget that they as a person need to be helped and, and supported. Yeah. And when I started utilizing social media, I realized when I started putting up like posts about who I was, what I did, and then I I was getting positive feedback for it, it kind of set me off to think, oh, well, I mean, I know this is a huge platform. I know there's like millions of people using Instagram, Facebook, that kind of stuff, but I didn't think people were actually seeing my post, you know? <laughs> so were you doing it on a personal account at the time? Or at the you- time, yeah. And I just changed the name. Yeah. Like okay, cool, cool, cool. I didn't know. I just you yeah, know, yeah. I didn't know any of these things. Yeah, I just yeah, said, okay, well, I'll just put it on there. See if anybody noticed. At least at least my friends will know, right? Yeah. Like that's kind of how it was. Like that's all you care about, right? Yeah. And um then when I started getting like random followers, I was like, okay and then I kind of it came it gave me a little bit of like a nervous like anxiety like oh now now it's like people do see me you know and but then I realized okay clearly there is a huge group of people out there that want to hear this message so I have to be able to connect with them and then I started getting dms about oh okay where are you located oh can I come see you and I'm like at the time I was in the bay area oh you're okay cool I'm in yeah I was in Oh, you are? I was in Oakland. So I oh. grew up in Alameda. Yeah. Oh, cool. oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, w- I was practicing in Oakland. So I was like, yeah, I'm in Oakland. And then they were like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm in like Atlanta. I'm like, oh, okay. Sorry about that. Well, maybe I can help you find somebody out in Atlanta. They're like, okay, sure. And then I will go on this hunt to see if I can find somebody, right? But th- that all basically led into like, okay, clearly there's, um, there's a way to do this. There's a lot of other doctors out there, practitioners, health coaches, and they're all doing it virtually. Yeah. So maybe I should start looking into that because if, if, there, if people weren't asking me about it, I would have never have cared to do that. Sure. But since people are asking and I, I felt worse saying, oh, sorry, I can't help you. <laughs> You know, like that really made me feel like, all right, I got to do something. I got to at least spread myself a little bit more where I can like virtually connect with at least one other person from another, you know, area. And, and even if they're in LA, you know, they're in California. Okay, well, they can't come see me. So maybe I can do a virtual thing, a consultation, even a call with them, you know, and that's kind of how it evolved where I knew more people want to seek this kind of help. 
like this whole system, whole body kind of helps. So if I'm doing that and I'm obviously out there talking about it, I have to be a little bit more accessible somehow. And that's why I started doing this. And, and so does that kind of lead you to using your Instagram to um, hopefully, it seems like it's to uh, educate people and that started with friends and then eventually led to kind of the random people who started following you. Like, yeah. what is this? Why are you yeah. But then was it, uh, and is it now also kind of a, a medium to kind of help people um, work with you uh, yes. in some way as well? Okay, cool, cool. Exactly, Rami, how you said that. Like, that's exactly how it was. It evolved into just a simple personal, you know, platform yeah. with just my friends liking each, you know, pictures back and forth. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward, learning that you can actually use it for good and positive messages. Um, which at the time I didn't think I really had a positive message. It was just me living my life. Sure, and sure. I just thought like, okay, I mean, this is kind of new. I'll just, I'll just put this out there, see if it catches anybody, you know? And then um, that leading into, uh, yeah, getting like really great responses, like really supportive responses That's awesome. that, um, that helped me just kind of boost my confidence even to be like, okay, I think I can, I can do this. Okay. And and, I, and it's still a learning process, but you realize, like, I always try to start wherever that person is, right? I always remind myself, remember that first setup, you know, remember that first day of eating salad and no rice, you know, like, to help them get out of whatever they're dealing with. Right. Um, and that's kind of how it led me into using this platform. So, so you kind of, it seems like you kind of also it's funny that you're able to recall some of those data points because <laughs> you're talking about the first time you did a sit up or the first time that you ate salad. It's like the, I guess those are such scarring incidents for you yeah. that you really yeah. want to use that to empathize with the clients that you're working with or just like the people you talk to friends or family, whoever. Yes, exactly. Uh, because, um, being, sense. being Asian and like my, my big thing too, like I, um, I really, I do, I want to uh, connect more to like our Asian community too, right? To get them to know that we can eat a certain way and it can still connect us to our traditions, our cultures, our moms or, or whoever, like our, um, you know, grandmother's recipes. Yeah. But we can do it in a way that's all whole foods in a way that um, is actually nourishing for our soul and our belly, right? right. right. And especially when they complain about that one thing that they cannot live without. I mean, it can be like, I've had things from like, I don't know, uh, obviously like the, the tip, like bread, pasta, you know, pizza and stuff. Um, peanuts, you know, uh, some alcohol, alcohol is a big, big thing, right? Like that connection, like you, you, you meet your adult friends that way. You, you build kind of into your adulthood by able, being able to drink like freely. Ingrained in adult culture right now to like how you meet a person and just become friends or even people go out on dates and have. Exactly. Like, to loosen you up, kind of give you a little bit of that like boost of confidence, right? Like, yeah. Um, and then if I tell them, oh yeah, those are things you're going to have to avoid. It's like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love it when they say, yeah, yeah, that's exactly, they're like, but you don't know what it's like. See, right. you, you don't do that stuff, you don't drink, but you don't know what it's like, or you don't eat bread, because, you know, you're already doing this. You know, I'm like, yeah, but I can tell you exactly the moment I had to give that up and what it did for me. Yeah. yeah. And I remember what I felt like, and I tell them, those two weeks, I'll tell you, were hell for me. Right. Only because I made it hell for myself. 
Right, right, right. And, and all I, I could focus on was that. Yeah, e- even as you're saying this, or even as you were sharing the story earlier, I felt like just naturally because you were telling me about your struggles with it, I'm like, I struggled too. Like I feel like <laughs> yeah. I can trust. Yeah, I feel like I, I. It helps me relate to you a lot as well. That's great. Of course, <laughs> and like, and think about Rami. Like you do jujitsu. Like that is, that is unreal to me. When I watch my husband or like any of his friends do what they do. I'm always like standing back, like, oh my God, please do not break yourself. Like, especially like the chiropractic, we're like, do we know how to put you back together, but please don't break it to the point where we can't put you back together. You know what I mean? Like, so if you could put your body through that and you have the willpower, you have the knowledge, you have um, the endurance or whatever it is, that grit in you to last as long as you can. So you don't, I don't know, tap out, whatever you want to say, like, so you don't surrender in that sense, right? Yeah. You put your physical body through that. So why can't you do it when it comes to, you know, two weeks of avoiding this particular thing? I don't know, like potato chips for you, right? You realize you can do it for this aspect of your life. So let's just apply that same mentality to another portion of your life. Right, right, right. You can use that as fuel just to get motivated, right? Yeah. That makes sense. But like chips are also just so delicious. Of course. I mean, but that's why for me, I would always be like, okay, so if that's like your number one thing, you can't give it up. Let's at least first find the best quality options. Let's see if you can, um, yeah, have it instead of, I don't know, let's say you're having it every day. Like, can you have it three times a week? Um, Okay, great. Can you go down to once a week? Okay, great. Now you can, and, and then we can replace it with, hey, instead of potato chips, can you eat... I don't know, baked potatoes or something. You know, you want to always shift it, but in incremental ways. Like you would never make a toddler learning how to walk or crawl, you know, like all of a sudden just like throw them into, you know, I don't know, throw them off the little, yeah, thing and then expect them to like, just like fly and start running or something, right? It's like, no, you, you know that they have to roll first. You know that they have to push them up. They have to sit up. You know, there's a whole transition period and it's the same thing. That makes sense. It's like, we just have to relearn and retrace our steps hmm. so that now it puts us on the kind of like the right path. Right. That's even like the, the race horse, horse method. Being in jiu-jitsu, you end up with like a lot of people who are very competitive and you start with the easier thing. Yes. Step it up a little bit. Yes. Yeah, that was cool. Let's step it up a little bit again. Of course. Yeah, let's go back a step. And even like training, yeah, actually, as you're saying this, I'm like even training my dog to be potty trained. It was like, there were yeah. so many levels of like, I have to be around her every second. Okay, now I can, yeah, yeah, yeah that's crazy. That's crazy, you're right. You do kind of Even go back to jujitsu, like sure. you probably remember your first class yep. and what that felt like. Yep. And maybe it was a mix of humility and celebration and, you know, yeah. okay, frustration, but like determination, all those things, right? Cause it kept you coming back. Right, right, right. And that's the thing is that whatever, like I guess we can do like your podcast, my help with like clients or patients is like getting them to see that, Hey, we're your cheerleaders. We're just here to like show you that there's another way. Sure. And if there's a way to do that, you know, faster, more efficiently, I don't know, safely, I'm going to be that person for you, Sure. but you have to get in there and do it yourself. Right. You have to, you know, put yourself out there. Right. 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 No, I love that. That makes that makes a lot of sense. I feel like everything you're saying is really resonating with me. Yeah, I'm so glad. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> um, just uh, just because I think we got to wrap up in a little yep. bit. 
but um, do you have any kind of, just to kind of wrap up, do you have any um, advice for people who are like yourself, they have this sort of positive message, or this, they're, they're trying to make this positive difference in the world in some way, uh, and, are, and are just maybe starting out. Um, what, do you have any advice for them in any way? Or Absolutely. Is that no matter what, if you've already even had the slightest curiosity to want to try something, just do it. Okay, that's number one. And if you're lucky enough to have a support system around you, utilize them, ask them for help, Uh, do it with somebody. And then thirdly, just don't give up. (laughs) Even if whatever um, first activity or choice that you tried and you're not sure if you like it, okay, it's not giving up. It's like, okay, now I'm going to find a different route to try to still get to my goal and maybe this one didn't really work for me, but I'm going to try something else, but still get to where you want to be. So just don't give up. Right. right no. okay. that, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for uh, taking time to, to chat with me for this last hour or so. Um, again, you'll be able to see, you should be able to hear this on iTunes. Uh, I'll probably have it on YouTube, on Instagram, Facebook. It'll, it'll be going everywhere. So Thank you so much, Rami. I really appreciate you taking the time to just hang out. Of course. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, thank you. Have a a good rest of your day, Sarah. All right. You too. Bye.